It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. More fallout from Roger Goodell's appearance and Dan Snyder's absence in front of Congress on Wednesday. Spilled milk in FedEx Field and why Dan Snyder isn't the only commander in trouble these days. All of that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen of the day. If you love the podcast, you're going to love this even more because now you can watch the Locked On Commanders podcast on the WUSA 9 Plus app. WUSA 9, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. I'm David Harrison covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My co-host is Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon, or is it 7 a.m. to noon? It's 9 a.m. to noon. It's 9 starting, a.m. to noon. Starting this starting, Monday. Starting Monday show. coming up after the weekend. Yeah. Uh, along 7 with the show. 7 a.m. to noon is way too much. Rooster. That's way too much. Way yeah, too yeah, much. I got you. you know. Find that, uh, like I said, there, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern starting this coming Monday or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at DHarrison82, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders. All right. Once again, good uh, to be with you, David. Thanks again for making us Commanders fans your first view or your first listen of the day. No matter how you consume, we appreciate you. And uh, here we are more than 24 hours after Roger Goodell's testimony virtually on Capitol Hill in front of the House Oversight and Reform Committee. David, as you know, I had the initial reaction on a solo episode that debuted Wednesday evening. Certainly encourage you guys to go back and check it out. It is available, of course, as every full episode is right here of the Locked On Commanders podcast. David, you did not have a chance uh, at the time uh, to give your big picture spin on what turned out to be an enormous news day, uh, as many are for the commanders, even with Dan Snyder not being there. That certainly was the most newsiest item, if you will. But uh, I don't know how much of the hearing you got to hear, but I'm I'm very curious uh, in, in seeing your big picture takeaway. I mean, I think, you know, ultimately, like there's there's some interesting tidbits that come out of it. And, and you know, there's certainly some quotable moments like, uh, you know, Roger, Roger Goodell kind of publicly stating that obviously there were things happening within the organization that are not uh, what the NFL is for. To me, that's it's 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 a little significant because it could kind of continue to signal that shift uh, in, in the tide to where, you know, the NFL kind of hides behind the shield and they the owners kind of rally together to protect each other and. And, and all these other things. And that's why you have this kind of like billionaire boys club type of, of environment that, you know, it's, it's this, this click 
uh, that comes in and just, you know, throws all their money at all their problems to get them all to go away and, and do nothing about them. And then Roger Goodell is kind of the, the puppet of the, of the organization that kind of has to go out there and, and, and as you mentioned, kind of take the bullets, take the heat rounds and, and kind of take the brunt of the public punishment for all the behavior. But, you know, you have the report earlier about, you know, owners maybe getting sick of Dan Snyder and starting to kind of turn uh, against him as, as, a, as a fellow owner within the league. And then you have, you know, Roger Goodell not scathing, not, you know, flat out coming out necessarily and saying, like, this is what happened, this is what happened. And this is this is the, the, here's all the gritty details uh, that everybody wants to know and everybody needs to hear. But still, the, when the commissioner of the National Football League does in a in a public forum uh, start to kind of uh, dissuade from, you know, supporting an, an owner within the National Football League, I think that's significant because I don't think just by the nature of his job that he does that unless he knows he has the backing of other owners or support of other owners to do it. Maybe not all of them, but at least some of them. And the NFL is an entertainment industry or it's a business and it's it's only as successful as its image. Now, football is king in America. So even with a damaged image, it's still going to be the most successful pro sports uh, you know, uh, body in, in America. But I think the more it gets damaged, the less profitable potentially it becomes. And the more these types of things continue, the more and more that that status can start to dwindle. And, and even the most arrogant businessman or businesswoman has to understand that eventually your customers can get sick of you and tired of you. And if they do, they will eventually find another way to fill the void that you are filling for them currently. Um, so there is a limit, a cap to, to what the NFL and the other owners are willing to put up with. So the more that comes to light or the more that is publicly stated, to me, feels like the closer you are to Dan Snyder either having to air all of his dirty laundry in hopes of being allowed the opportunity to move past it or exit stage left you know what i mean or maybe a combination of the two now what it really means we're going to find out in the aftermath like the words being said or or anything being done publicly doesn't really matter if there's no action to follow it up right so you know before we get to the issue uh which was the big news item uh you know from wednesday's hearing uh, just to follow up on what you're saying you know, Roger Goodell was asked, hey, do you have the, you know, can you remove him? Why not remove him? I don't yeah. have the authority to remove him. Of course, we know that he needs 24 out of 32 votes. The danger spot for Roger Goodell here is for everybody wanting him to do that. And, you know, I don't think anybody is shy about wanting Dan Snyder out for different reasons is if Roger starts a movement behind the scenes to oust Dan, to gather those 24 needed votes and either falls short or it inevitably leaks to the media, David, there's already a very, very uneasy relationship between Dan Snyder, Roger Goodell, maybe yeah. even Jerry Jones, certainly based on past things that we've talked about and covered, and Roger Goodell. I wonder what happens. So I think Roger just is like, you know what, hands off. I'm, you know, maybe the the public scrutiny and media pressure and congressional pressure will kind of force the deal without me having to take the gavel, if you will, and drive uh, the train. All right. Before we go too far here, I wanted to ask you a your reaction to Carolyn Maloney, the Congresswoman Chair. Uh, you know, announcing right away, basically, after she blasted him for, you know, parking his boat at the Cannes Music Fest, uh, Film Festival off the coast of France and all this stuff, why he wasn't there, why he didn't care about employees. She said, oh, by the way, I'm going to issue a subpoena for next week. Now, 
Nobody expects Dan Snyder to come in uh, kicking and screaming on Capitol Hill next week, whether virtually or in person. But what was your reaction to that now that we've officially heard that that's what they intend to do? And we should mention as of this recording, it has we, we have not heard or nor has anybody heard whether that that subpoena has been served. What's your reaction? And do you think it'll actually do anything? Uh, simply filing the subpoena or issuing it. No, I don't think it will. I think he's got enough lawyers and with enough money backing those lawyers and probably knowledge of loopholes and, and, and ways to delay these things that it's, it's going to get delayed. It's, you know, I'm glad that they're publicly, again, it's all about what's being publicly stated, right? Because as a, as a committee or as a chair of a committee, when you say I'm going to do this, you now have to do that. Like you right. can't go back on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's something that has to be done. So now you at least know it's going to be put in motion. Now, again, just like you said, like Dan's not going to say, oh, you subpoenaed me. Well, you got me now. I'll show up or now I'll get on Zoom. It, there's there's going to be another. You just expect that there's going to be another hurdle uh, that everything has got to clear. Meanwhile, they're going to continue to put out statements saying that they're fully cooperating with the entire process. Right. My understanding is, um, you know, I, I don't know if Dan's going to legally challenge it, but I, I would be stunned if he didn't. But my understanding is even if he does eventually come in front of Congress, that he can plead the fifth to just yeah. about every question, just about every issue, just about every topic, and that there's no legal ramification or way around that. That's not being in contempt of Congress right. or anything like that. That's his legal constitutional right. So I don't know if we're ever, ever going to get uh, Dan Snyder actually to testify uh, in any sort of meaningful way. But we will see and unpack those details as we get them. But David, coming up uh, next right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, we are going to hear what Ron Rivera had to say, uh, but also a spilled, a case of spilled milk. Mm -hmm. Wait till you hear this story. It'll either make you laugh or pound your head uh, into a desk. We'll have the details on that coming up next right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Yeah, we'll do that. Thanks to our friends over at betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Stanley Cup finals and Major League Baseball whose season is ongoing as we speak. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Commanders fans, thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view of the day, especially if you're watching along on YouTube. We appreciate you either way. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. So, David, Dan Snyder apparently 
<sighs> the best way I could put this in sworn testimony that the House Oversight and Reform Committee released on Wednesday in advance of Roger Goodell on a uh, meeting with them for nearly two and a half hours, according to a former team COO who hasn't even been around the organization since the early part of this century, David Pauken, who again testified under oath to the House Oversight Committee. He said, uh, and this was the craziest story, that Dan Snyder was so upset at Mark Lerner, who, for Commanders fans who don't know who Mark Lerner is, uh, he is the owner of the Washington Nationals. His family owns now the Washington Nationals. They didn't until the Nationals, of course, relocated from Montreal and they bought the team, so on and so forth. But he was a prominent businessman, a prominent prominent real estate mogul at the time. And as the story goes, as Palkin told the House Oversight Committee was that Dan and Mark Lerner did a real estate deal that involved parking around FedEx Field. The Lerner family owned the lots, property, what have you. The Redskins at the time, Dan Snyder, needed those lots for parking. 90,000-plus seat stadium at the point. The team was still extremely popular, so you needed a bunch of stuff, right? And Dan was so dissatisfied at the deal and the cost of the deal that Mark Lerner, uh, again, had a suite at FedEx Field. So on non-game days a couple of times, they ordered, Dan did, apparently this David Paukin and a redacted former team employee who we don't know the name of to go up to the suite and to pour milk underneath the carpeting or underneath the seating in the suite at FedEx Field that the learners had paid for and operated and were using, again, on a non-game day so that the milk would, would get sour and rot and that the whole suite would smell like sour milk. That's the shortest way I can explain basically yeah. the testimony of this former COO. Listen, if it's not true, he lied under oath. Okay. Yeah. So assuming that people wouldn't want to do that and potentially perjure themselves, do you believe this story? I mean, does that sound like something any human being or whatever Dan Snyder would be considered would do? I mean, you would like to think not, right? But I mean, you know, that's that's one heck of a story to come up with to lie in front of Congress with. I mean, that's you know, uh, I think it's I think it's less likely that this person made up the story to make Dan Snyder look bad. I mean, it doesn't make him look worse. It's just kind of par for the course at this point. Um, so I think it's less likely that that's a made up story than it is that Dan Snyder would actually go to those lengths. I mean. Honestly, you're just, you're like you're not even really punishing the person you're targeting here because all is going to happen is if it works, they're just they're going to show up their sweet and complain to the people working in the stadium about what's happening, and they're and the, your employees now are going to have to clean that suite and apologize and be embarrassed in front of these. Like you're really not doing anything of substance to this person. It's just uh, you know, I imagine somewhere in the in the deal negotiations for the lot that you know uh dan was probably told to not cry over spilled milk and so this was his way of of getting revenge i suppose i don't know i mean i'm i'm not against pettiness you know to to a certain extent but i mean when again when you're when you're the leader of an organization and you're supposed to be a professional businessman and and all that stuff like that's not the way you kind of you're supposed to go around 
uh, conducting yourself. But no, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't discount it. You know, I have no reason to stand on a soapbox and say that it's probably a lie. Here's the reason why I believe it beyond just, again, testimony under oath and the potential to perjure yourself. And really, there, you know, it, it's hard to prove something like this, whatever. Uh, th that's one part of it. But here's the, the, the reason that every commander slash Redskins fan will remember uh, and know about. There was a story, David, and I don't know if you've heard this story or not. Mike Nolan was the defensive coordinator at the time of, of the football team. Uh, and this is, I think, early, I want to say right around this time, somewhere in that range, you know, early in Dan Snyder's ownership reign. Mm -hmm. And he was so disgusted with the defense. And, and in his words, uh, was it, the defense was vanilla, right? And he he apparently wrote a letter or, or, or yelled at Mike Nolan one time, ah, your defense, boring, bland, vanilla, whatever. And Mike Nolan kept going and i guess after a bad loss or whatever it was i forget some of the details dan snyder put a vat a gallon i guess drum of vanilla ice cream yeah. on mike nolan's desk with a with a letter that basically read i told you i didn't like vanilla and he signed it think about the pettiness think about the arrogance Think about the mind games. Think about everything that could come into your mind. Yeah. And honestly, the first thing I thought of when I heard about this spilled milk, rotten milk, Mark Lerner story was the Mike Nolan vanilla ice cream melting. I told you I don't like vanilla. So, I, I mean, it it yeah. sounds like Dan, right? It sounds like a young, powerful, exorbitantly rich, bitter, angry, whatever, hostile Dan Snyder. It sounds like him. I'm sorry. It does. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that story falls right in line with what we're talking about. I mean, that's, you know, and it's just it, it's it's like it's like something out of the movie Major League. You remember that the baseball movie sure. about Cleveland? Like, it's just it's it's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? And And honestly, I mean, a lot of people like comment on this stuff and, and talk about like why the owners don't just do this or don't just do that. And, and why like advertisers don't just, you know, refuse uh, to, to work with the team or with the NFL in general. And, and I'll be honest, that'd be great. Like the, this whole kind of like Robin hood mentality of, you know, who, like who's the official beer sponsor in the NFL is Bud Light, right? Like Bud Light, just come out and say, we're not paying out. We're not, we're not, we're not sending you footage. We're not doing anything with the NFL. Uh, while Dan Snyder is still an owner of a, of a football franchise and, you know, Pepsi or whoever is the official whatever or, you know, Wheaties or or whoever, like all of these sponsors, like if you just come together and say, you know what, we're not going to we're not going to do business with you like this. This is this is enough. Nobody wants Dan Snyder involved with the National Football League. Nobody. I mean, think about that for a second. Think about this country, our society. And every topic of conversation in, in, in existence, nobody wants Dan Snyder. Like the only thing that everybody agrees on in this country is nobody wants Dan Snyder involved in the NFL. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Like at worst, you get people who say that the government shouldn't be waste. The Congress should be wasting their time on things like this. Like that's the closest you're going to get to a Dan Snyder defense from anybody. It's not even a defense of Dan. It's a, why aren't you fixing gas prices or taxes or whatever? And valid, got it. But like pick a topic and you can have sides. You'll have sides arguing both sides of the house. This topic is all one-sided. It doesn't matter. 
Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, everybody wants the insider out. There's no reason for this. And I mean, beyond the the advertisers, I don't know, man. Like I it's not gonna happen. But I almost wish the roster would just have a have a have a vacation meeting and say, you know what? Let's walk out. As long as as long as Dan Snyder is the owner of this team, we're not playing. That, you know what that I mean? Because that would make the NFL move and shake. Yeah. Or um, to your point, the corporate advertisers, because if you remember from a couple of years ago, that's when it finally ended for the Redskins. That's game. when the team got changed. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I would love it. I just, I just don't know. There, there's too much of a, that's not our business, you know? Right. And, and, and I don't, and I'm not even saying that people are wrong, but you know, like you, you go back to Deron Payne and when we talked to him during the mini camp where he said, I'm just a football player. Like I'm just here yeah. to play football. I'm just a football player. And I get that. And, and listen, every human being, like, I don't want to take away his right to just say I'm just a football mm-hmm. player. Like, I got it. But I just, it, it, it's kind of the great, like I said, it's the Robin Hood mentality. Like, I, I would love to see it happen. I just don't think it's coming. But I just, it's it's amazing to me. Because literally, nobody wants Dan Snyder involved in this. But you know, for whatever reason, nothing is enough to push it over the edge. It's funny. And maybe it's because he gets a huge paycheck from Dan and Tanya Snyder. But, you know, Ron Rivera might be the one person that doesn't want. I don't know um, what he thinks privately, but he issued a statement on Twitter late on Wednesday night and he weirdly tagged Adam Schefter hmm? because he knows the platform that Adam Schefter has and he wants a retweet. Uh, but it, just in quick and, and in short, he said, quote, when Dan and Tanya Snyder were in the process of hiring me, They asked me to do two things. Win, he said in big capital letters, and help us change our culture. He said the Snyders were very deliberate in finding the best person to run the business side. Of course, this was after he was hired. And he said, I was consulted throughout the process. We agreed that Jason Wright was the best person, not because he checked off a box as a minority. And then he went into Jason Wright's past. He continued later in this letter. These investigations into inappropriate workplace issues predates my employment. I cannot change the past, but I would hope that our fans, NFL, and Congress can see that we are doing everything in our power to never repeat those workplace issues and know that our employees are respected, valued, and can be heard. He ended it by saying, change the culture with a green check mark when dash working on it and go commanders. Um, I, I, I don't know what we learned from Ron Rivera in there. I don't, I, I don't know if he needed to make that statement. I don't know. I mean, and you know, he, if he felt compelled to make it, then, then great. If he was asked to make it, then, you know, doing your job. I'm again, I'm not going to hate on anybody for doing their job. No, um, no. But again, you know, it's, 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 it's so beyond what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't, you know, it, it's, it's literally like, that's it's kind of what this almost feels like. Like Dan Snyder is, is avoiding testifying and trying to stretch this out as far as he can in hopes that enough good will happen for him to say, look, I'm, I've already learned my lesson. You no longer need to try to, to punish me. But, but again, it's just, it's all being done in such a shady way that it just shows that you're not, you're not, you're not here for the right reasons. You're, you're here uh, for all the self-serving reasons, which, you know, it's, that's, he's not alone, but it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's dumbfounding to me that this relationship serves literally no positives to either side to like, like, it's it's just it's just amazing to me absolutely all right coming up on the lockdown commanders podcast some real football talk yeah maybe we're allowed sometimes to actually i don't know talk about a football team and football things and real things that matter we'll try and do that next
on LOC. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Final segment here on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And uh, we do, we have some football talk to, to go over. Unfortunately, it's not great news, but before we get to that, uh, unfortunately, we still have more members of the organization that are that are just causing problems um, and and piling on to this continued issue of 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 not being self aware or aware of of how your role impacts the organization. Uh, and Chris, we're talking. There, there's a, a picture that was sent out or grabbed by AJ Perez, a front mm-hmm. office sports um, that shows multiple longtime executives of the franchise Wednesday evening as this congressional thing is happening and as their team owner is being subpoenaed and. And there's this this public, you know, angst and anger over how this organization has been run and is being run. And they decided to uh, to go ahead and post a picture of themselves enjoying a very nice, luxurious, e- luxurious evening in France on a on a, a yacht um, with the hashtag. Uh, I don't even have it in front of me anymore. But what is it? Working with beautiful people or working with like pretty that? people. I pretty think people. Hashtag. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I'll just I, I'll just say this. Listen, uh, and and we'll have the, the picture up um, and, and good job by AJ for for, um, you know, for finding it. Um, I've I worked with one of those people in the picture, Jackie Gorman. She's a long time long time high end vice president uh in sales marketing all that she brings in a lot of money okay she was not changed out when jason wright blew everybody else out and she is in that picture along with four others uh and they you know say reportedly they're vice presidents this that i, I don't care uh david it was as tone deaf of a picture and of a message that you can possibly send for all the reasons you just mentioned um and actually david doing the yeoman's work here, putting the picture up, as you could see on your screen, for those of you that are watching on YouTube. uh, And Jackie Gorman is uh, fourth from the left or second from the right, whatever way you want to put it. Uh, The others, again, I don't know them. They look familiar like I've seen them, but I don't know them. Uh, And that's okay. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if they're on Lady S, which is Dan Snyder's yacht. You cannot put a picture out like this on the day that your owner, like you said, uh, was subpoenaed, didn't show up. Uh, All of the workplace issues that were discussed and talked about during that two plus hour uh, meeting with Roger Goodell in front of Capitol Hill. I'm sorry. It was as tone deaf of a message. It's, It's not anything illegal. It's just basically what too much of this organization has been around absolutely no awareness of their actions or their words or their thoughts and how they affect people. I'm sorry. It was as tone deaf as you can get. I mean, listen, and, and this, some people have actually kind of uh, defended and said, you know, like they're not allowed to enjoy their vacations like that. Like understand that nobody is saying like, you just have to be miserable because you work for the Washington commanders or you work for Dan Snyder. But there is a difference between, putting out a public persona. And again, 
You're a leader of an org. We've had this conversation already this, this month. You're a leader of an organization. This organization is under fire. Everything this organization does is put under a microscope. You have to be aware. And I mean, these people are all high ranking executives. They have business acumen. They have education. They've seen scandals before. Uh, we, when we left the mini camp, I was talking to an employee of the football team. I'm not going to say who, but I said to that person, enjoy your vacation. They said, you know, enjoy your time as well. See you at training camp. I said, no problem. Uh, I said, Hey, just stay off Twitter. And you know, it was a little bit of a joke, joking moment or whatever. And you know, ha Yeah. Listen, if those of us there in, 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 on the facility, you know, on the, on the, on the compound on, on a Thursday evening or Thursday afternoon, can have enough common sense to say probably shouldn't put a whole lot of stuff on Twitter right now. Uh, Facebook is even more popular. Executives should as well. And honestly, I think it is a big deal actually, if that's Dan Snyder's boat, I would like to know if that is Dan Snyder's boat, because if that's Dan Snyder's boat while this whole thing is going on and you have your head coach putting out a statement about culture change, but your executives are not only putting this up on the day that they're with you. They're with the team owner on the day that he's avoiding answering for the conduct within the organization that these executives are supposedly a part of this culture change. Like that's, that's not a culture change at all. That is, again, it's, it's people protecting people. Um, and, and I don't know that the intent was ha ha, look at us out here while you're all over there. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to place that type of a, of a meaning to it for others. But, uh, like you said, at, at minimum it's tone deaf at, at, at most or at the worst it's, it's a clear subject or it's a clear change that, while the the front facing image of the team may be trying to change to to pull off this persona, the background of it and the actual high ranking individuals are still very very much engaged in the same types of behavior. Absolutely. All right, we promised a, a bit of football talk. We're running low on time, so I'll just quickly go through it. A couple of days ago, and we never got a chance to go through this because of all the political stuff. Ron Rivera was fined $100,000, David, and the Washington Commanders lost two days of OTAs next year, 2023, for excessive contact. Your reaction to that based on what we've seen and what we know? Um, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the punishment. I think that the fine is okay. You know what I mean? If you want to, if you want to find the coach, uh, there's a difference, there's a difference between blame and a difference between accountability. The coach is accountable is responsible for what his players do. I get that. Um, I mean, where I'm assuming that this stems from the Jeremy Reeves hit on Deami Brown. Um, if you want to find coach Harris, like again, you, you are not to blame. I'm sure you told Jeremy not to do that. Um, if you want to, if you want to find Jeremy, you know what I mean? Fine. But taking away OTA practices doesn't do anything, but, but hurts people that had nothing to do with it. Like, again, these coaches didn't tell these guys to do this. There was no vindictive intent from Jeremy. It, it was an accident. It happens. I got that there's a CBA. I get that and all this. But there are going to be undrafted guys next year, Chris. There are going to be seventh-round picks, sixth-round picks, fifth-round picks, free agents trying to make a football team, trying to make a difference in their career, trying to make a living that are now going to be impacted by this. You're not punishing why it happened. You're, 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 you're taking away opportunities from other people. And... That's opportunities for conditioning. This is all part of conditioning as well. So if these players miss part of their OTAs, and then I don't know, let's say they pull up lane with a hamstring injury in, in the mini camp the following week. I'm not saying you can draw a direct line, but could they have maybe avoided that hamstring injury with two more days of opportunities to condition themselves and work out perhaps because all this coaching staff is going to do next year now is have to accelerate their production 
and accelerate their their timeline by two days, which is just going to put more strain on the players that you're claiming this punishment is actually meant to protect. Um, for me, this does nothing for the players. It only does anything for the public persona of the National Football League. Uh, I, I agree. Well said. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, there's a lot of... A lot of things that go into these. I'd like a full explanation from the league, but the league doesn't feel like it's warranted. Uh, thanks again, Commanders fans, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from all around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. We'll be back with more coverage of the Commanders offseason that never really will stop. Right here on LOC, if you want to hop in, uh, dial 301-615-3577 on the voicemail line, 301-615-3577, or email us, LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980, starting Monday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, and available on the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, don't drive like a man. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.